this is Dr. Siana. I'm back on our series of podcasts, uh, Caring in Crisis, um, brought on because of the two friends I met during a crisis, the refugee crisis in Greece, um, Ulf Sandstrom and Gunilla Hamner. Hmm. So thanks guys for joining me today. We wanted to talk about um, the fact that we're still in a coronavirus lockdown in the world. Um, We met in a crisis. uh, So we have an ongoing crisis. We have ongoing crisis here back at home. And for me in particular, it's the month of Ramadan. And month of Ramadan in crisis, fasting in crisis is absolutely a new concept for, well, for every single one of us in this lifetime. Um, and it has brought some particular challenges, but in my opinion, it's also brought us some very refreshing and uh, important time to reflect, time to grow and enhance ourselves uh, spiritually. Um, and, you know, obviously the basic thing is that we do fast, um, which is uh, the in, in as a lot of people know Muslims when they fast it's about not eating and drinking but there's a little bit more to it too um, it's about controlling your um, mood your anger for example bursts of anger it's about resisting from other kinds of temptations perhaps uh, some people like a quick cigarette it's about also um, controlling your um, uh, your moral your morality so so adopting and focusing on the the best part of you, the part that uh, a a creator would have wanted you to be, the perfect model. Well, if you want to be the perfect model, then uh, I think we also really check into this pod, you know, and and allow our listeners to check in with us because, you know, I I come running to a pod and I turn it on and maybe I'm walking the dog or running from a meeting or just walking outside. And it's nice to just land before you do anything else. What do you say, Gunilla? Yeah, I mean, and that is whatever, because all the things that Siana is mentioning, it's all, for some people, it's a challenge to do all those, all those things. And the first and the most important thing is to check in, really to check in yourself and to check in that we are here and now. So, and so that is right. one. In, in this series, what we, what we want to bring in is this, this uh, special skill that we've all been working on, which is our breathing. Exactly, because breathing is our direct communication and the key to the nervous system and the key to 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 focus and to to presence in the in in life so i think we do the breathing we did in the first um episode of this podcast what you say but wait a minute i've been breathing all my life are you are you telling me i have to learn how to breathe yeah and that's what we were thinking or what we were talking about actually that time it is like you breathe automatically but at the same time you can breathe with intention and this is about breathing with intention. Mm. Okay. Mm. I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, you're curious. Okay. Yeah, edutain me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is the way that um, why there are so much breathing exercises in so many different um, traditions of exercises and like in yoga, meditation, mindfulness. Uh, and also the, 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 in the prayers, um, isn't it, Siana? there is with the movement there will come a special kind of breathing absolutely i mean the whole thing is about bringing your breathing because look we started these series because we wanted to focus on things that happen like stress and anxiety that that make people breathe in a sort of a haywire and uncoordinated way and so to slow everything down Mm -hmm. slow your breathing 
I yeah. think is is absolutely this, the the beginning of the state of mindfulness. And so, yes, if we're going to start becoming perfect, we need to perfect our breathing and our mind. I don't and I mean, I, word, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be perfect. I want to be good enough. Yeah, you can be good enough. <laughs> you and can still be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and to, the word for inspiration is also inspire. I mean, it is to take your spirit in, uh, both in English and French that. and in other, yeah. And yeah. in Swedish also, andas. So let's do some inspirational breathing. Mm. Inspire me. Inspire you, yeah. So first of all, just sit um, with the, your back comfortably erect because the back needs to ex- be able to expand since the lungs expand on the back of your body, you know. And then... Um, can I lie down? Just, and you can lay down. Uh, definitely you can lay down. But then, as we learned in episode two, you can lay on your mm-hmm. stomach because the lungs expand on the backside. Okay. Yes, and if anybody's in recovery or, or in, the, in the throes of coronavirus infections, you can lie on your front and lie on your back, but lie on your front, especially, but definitely don't do any lying around if you're driving. Yeah, definitely not. Bad so, idea. Mm-hmm. So we do this, and so you sit on your feet in the, yeah, on the ground if you're outside, or your feet on the floor if you're inside. And then we will just take and breathe what we call box breathing. So that means breathing in four, holding four, counting four, mm-hmm. then counting out four and holding four again. So it, it's like breathing like the sides of a box while you do some tapping on your chest because that also helps the lungs to, to expand and the muscles to relax a bit. And also behind your, your sternum, your breastbone is... A, gland called the thymus gland which is very important isn't it Sianna you are a medical doctor the thymus and immunology and the immune system it's the um it's where a lot of our um, uh, disease fighting blood cells are formed and so in this corona season again uh, particularly important to stimulate our immune system Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we go for the breathing. So, are you ready, Ud and Sianna? I'm ready. Yes, are you ma'am. ready? Out there, listening. So, so you. I, we tap now. Go. Do I tap now? Yeah. yeah. So we start tapping directly <laughs> on the chest, on, on your breastbone, mm-hmm. or your stomach. On your breastbone and to the sides of your chest, on the below the collarbones. Mm-hmm. So you start tapping there. Mm-hmm. A little bit back and forth, and on the breastbone you tap a bit and then it will hear also in this voice and now you start breathing so you breathe in two three four and then you hold your breath two three four and then you breathe out two three four and then you hold your breath two three four and then you breathe in two three four you hold your breath two three four and then you breathe out two three four hold your breath two three four and then the last time you breathe in two three four hold your breath and keep tapping and breathe out two three four and hold your breath and continue tapping for a little while okay and now you can stop the tapping and then just breathe normally for a little while and check in and feel what it feels like if something changed. 
Yeah, I feel kind of, it, it, it's funny, you know, the tapping thing really changes some things. Can't say exactly what, but it, it, I get this different sensation that I had just a while ago. Mm, yeah. What about you, Siana? I agree. I think sometimes the breathing alone, I can't concentrate on it. And the tapping almost helps me to concentrate better on my breathing. Mm. Um, I suppose I'm a woman with 101 million things on my head. So yeah, it's good to have that activity as well. You know, the physical movement as well as the um, mindfulness. Yeah, it does. It gives you a focus and it also helps your glands and your muscles both to relax and the lymphatic system to release and you know it has a lot of meaning this, this yeah. but, you, but you two are you are, you are two so really wise people so please enlighten me here i've been tapping now so i'm calmer and i'm here and i've checked in but the name of this pod is fasting in crisis and i'm kind of curious you know i'm curious about ramadan i'm curious about fasting in general you know is it i mean people keep saying you know it's it's so good for you it's great for the body it cleanses things out does it really? And how should I relate to it? Sure. I mean, for, as a medical practitioner, I, I, I would um, begin to try and answer that. Um, it's uh, intermittent fasting, uh, which has become really popular in our, our lifetime these days, has become a way of trying to, um, well, I suppose people do it mainly for the physical benefits in the first instance. And the physical benefits are many. Um, certainly in our society where of affluency, we eat very well. We have probably very rich diet in general, and uh, we are prone to diseases like diabetes and heart disease. And so that's where I think many people start to even to begin to think that fasting could be a thing. Uh, and I think it's accepted enough. Now, I personally, I suffer with IBS, for example, irritable bowel syndrome, which means that um, the worst thing a person with IBS can do is actually eat. And if you look at the types of restrictive diets that are prescribed for IBS, it's practically, you can eat nothing. So actually I find when I'm fasting, my tummy, my bowels kind of really calm down because that department is a no-go area. Mm -hmm. um, I was just remembering actually when I worked in the hospitals, they used to put a nil by mouth sign on my back, uh, which we reserve for patients who are about to go to surgery. And actually it's, it's a really good way to just calm your digestive tract down. So people with digestive disorders should certainly consider it. But more than that, okay, we, that's the obvious physical benefits. There's a huge psychological benefit. And this is something I'm just beginning to learn more and more about. Um, because of this element of in distress when you're anxious, when you're stressed, depressed, or even psychotic, there's an element of you that loses control. And fasting, the act of physically fasting, brings a sense of control back to, to your well-being. Uh, it puts things, it puts you back in charge of your wow. health mm. yeah that's true and i mean it, it's in so many different traditions fasting is a part of of um you know enhancing your spiritual uh, presence actually uh, because it makes does make a difference uh, when you're fasting compared to eating and and uh, and keeping busy keeping your metabolism busy or even you remember when we first went to rwanda we learned also from friends who survived yeah. in very challenging times 
Yeah, and and also in, in in the everyday challenge of getting up and getting into a car and maybe not being able to get off it for five hours or working in the whole half of the day and not wanting to become hungry. It's they would say if you don't eat, if you don't start eating in the morning, you don't start your metabolism, and then you can actually stay without food for a longer time and being comfortable with it because you're not starting the whole you know emptying craving uh, sensation thing. I really like that. Yeah, we used to, when we were there, we used to skip breakfast and eat one big lunch a day. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you, so you do get to eat. And I think, of course, there are, there are caveats. We have to be mindful. Some people get very hypoglycemic. So if your fast is actually overnight, then, you know, you might want to have a bit of a dried fruit or something. But I, I think just coming back to your question, because I don't know if I actually answered about Ramadan, but in Ramadan, it is actually about the point that Ganilla makes, which is a sense of spirituality and trying to develop the, the part of us that we can't see or touch and is often neglected, uh, but becoming more God conscious. So there's an Arabic word called taqwa, which means becoming God conscious and being aware of, of God and uh, trying to rearrange or rebuild your relationship with him as your creator. Um, so very important. So yeah. that's good. So, but are you saying that, uh, I'm, because I've heard that a lot of people who had spiritual awakenings and spiritual insights got it after fasting for a number of days. I think you mentioned that as well, Gunilla, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, it is like that because also your metabolism of your brain. And then I don't know. The, I mean, there are people who have done research to see actually what happens chemically in your brain when you do decrease all this intake of, of different kind of, of nutrition. But it does, um, things do change. Um, I have experience of it myself from, so from going in training with traditional doctors in the Amazon um, rainforest uh, where fasting is a part of the of the training actually and you do change <laughs> and you do you know go into other states of mind but I mean, also uh, sorry. But, no sorry go ahead that that's something where we just have to differentiate that fasting is not the same as dieting so often in the muslim community for example we don't really lose weight because we haven't put the whole package together, you know, you've got to, you, when you do eat on the hours that you're allowed to eat, you then do have to be really conscious about what types of food you are actually going to eat. And uh, mm. a practical suggestion for me is if it's not good for you, don't buy it, don't have it in your house in the first place, because yeah. you can guarantee in the moment of weakness and hunger, that's the first thing you're going to go for. Yeah, because I know I have friends who have, you know, who are Muslim friends who really are challenged by this and they just keep thinking about food all the time and what they're going to eat when, when they're breaking the fast and, you know, and having this kind of almost like party or, and others who are very challenged just too and, and the world of advertising don't make it easy. I mean, there are, there are Islamic channels of television channels where every other photo is of not even good food. It's like, you know, really? creams and... <laughs> you know, gelatos and chocolate sundaes, triple layers. I'm probably making people hungry just listening to me, but <laughs> <laughs> so stop, Siana. <laughs> but I, was, I have to say, you know, we were talking to our colleague, uh, Dr. Peter Stapleton, who is uh, 
do, helping us with research uh, on, on the tapping that we're doing. And uh, she told us about a study that was done in the US for an ongoing study that's been going on forever about weight watching. And in that study, they found that it's just two things that help you uh, change weight. <laughs> it's, it's limiting your food intake. <laughs> And, and burning more calories than you eat. And this is the boring news because people can go about whatever diets they want, you know, and they can fix it here and fix it yeah, there. But... In and out balance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can only maintain it if, you're, if your out matches your in. At yeah, least. but sometimes we, we talk about when we do different things, since we work with different techniques for, for stress and trauma and, you know, to make people more focused, we call it um, to encourage people to put on the the research hat, I mean, whether you are a researcher or not, but just to investigate what happens, what they call it body hacking, isn't it? Just investigate sometimes, even if you're not. The second one sounds more violent. So let's go for a research hat. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But it's just, you know, checking what happens with you, you know, so fasting, I mean, like you said before, uh, Sianna, that um, fasting overnight and then not, and jumping breakfast, then already you are into this um, 16-8 what people then call diet. I didn't know I was dieting yeah, because I, di- I do this often. Uh, yeah, and intermittent talk- fasting. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. yeah. And some call it 16-8. I mean, it is like different names of this. So, yeah. and just doing it uh, and checking what happens and observing because that's where we all come back to all the time. This self-observation. You have to observe yourself. What happens to me here, you know? Um, and don't take it as a competition or I have to do it like this or that, but checking what happens. And a lot of religious, uh, almost every religious practice has a period of fasting, don't they? I mean, it, it's all, almost every single one has some kind of part where you're doing fasting because it actually is good for you. And I, I like listening to Sad Guru uh, and, and he talks about fasting and he says, it's about, for him, it's, uh, I think his point of view is that it's good for you to not be full at all times. Keep your system more or less satisfied but not f- or all the time processing something so on that on that particular one i'd like to quote uh, prophet muhammad uh, who who uh, said that your stomach at any one time should be a third full of food a third full of water and a third full of air so if you divide it into threes and don't fill with more than a third of each of those things, which means that really we should not be eating to the point where we actually feel full. Mm. Uh, And that is quite a training, especially when you've been fasting for 18 hours Mm. and suddenly you've made yourself a feast to break your fast with. It's quite a training to leave that last third of air in your belly. And I also would like to add to that, that, um, uh, when it comes to heartburn, uh, heartburn is when you get too much stomach acid and you get kind of reflux. Uh, right. w- one way of stopping that is actually putting the water in there first. So you're very kind to your stomach if you put in a big glass of water 20 minutes to half an hour before you start eating after fasting so that you get the, the system up and running and working and fluid. And then you don't drink during the meal, but you drink like 20 minutes after. Uh, so I, I've heard this, I've done it, it works. I'm not sure what the science is, but it feels fantastic. So I, I recommend that. And I would say one third food, one third water, uh, one third air and one third love. 
<laughs> well, a lot more love, I hope. Yeah, I um, think so. <laughs> all of it, the air and the, and the water, and the, all of it should be filled with love, I think. But the, water, the water beforehand, actually, Ulf, again, it's, it is actually an Islamic principle. If we really go back into the roots of, of my religion, then th- this are, this, these are said to us that we should be drinking half an hour before we eat because the water is absorbed a lot quicker. Whereas if you if you drink it after your stomach is full of food, what will happen is you dilute the digestive enzymes. And of course, there's a bit of science now coming into it. And you end up uh, promoting a sort of a more a fermentation happening in your belly where the, the food doesn't get digested so quickly. It sits around a little bit longer and you end up getting fermented and bloated. And you know, That's where bloating comes from. But yeah. what about our Indian friends often say that you shouldn't drink ice cold water. You should always drink the water slightly hot. How about that one? No, not slightly Warm hot, water. but it will be... Lukewarm. Lukewarm. I mean, the same temperature like your body, because otherwise the body has to heat it up. Uh, and that is, you know, can be very challenging, especially for people who are very overactive, because then it will start a fire in you again. So hmm. that's the lukewarm water. Yeah, so I don't know. Should we do another breathing? Yeah, I think we should round this off. I mean, I feel now I feel that that fasting, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm curious. I'm going to test it. I'm going to start really small and I'm going to do the water. I'll do the breathing. And maybe it won't even be a crisis when I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, because focusing on these kind of things will help anybody who is in a lockdown or, you know, finding you have to focus on this, like Sianna says, also the spiritual on the prayers in the, during the Ramadan. But we all do meditation. I mean, for us doing meditation or prayers or what you do to keep your spiritual life alive. It's very important. Now remember, there is one there is one God we try to worship a little bit less. And that's the one called your telephone. So it does not count as meditation if you're sitting just watching a screen. Remember this, okay? That's right. So I think uh, the way to think of it is we we stop feeding our physical self, our, our muscles, our bones, our body, and we start feeding our spiritual selves instead. Very well said. I completely agree. My friend um, and I were discussing the other day, why don't we invent a day per year internationally for self-reflection. I mean, that is one day. I mean, you have Ramadan, but at least for everybody in the world, we live in a, Ulf and myself live in a very secular society, which is Sweden. And there even one day of self-reflection or reflecting on your spiritual self um, would, you know, increase the level of spirituality. Sounds dangerous. Let's breathe. Yeah, let's breathe. Yeah, yeah you go for some breathing of... <laughs> All right. So why don't we just simply try the absolutely simplest form of breathing that there is uh, just to make, you know, to finish on, off on something so easy that's impossible for you not to remember this so that you will find yourself doing this even if you forgot that you are already were doing it. So you just breathe in now. Breathe in. Five, four, three, two, one. And breathe out. Five, four, three, two, one. Breathe in, five, four, three, two, one, and breathe out, five, four, three, two, one, and breathe in, five, four, three, two, one, and breathe out, five, four, three, two, one. And remember, even if this was just five in, five out, whatever five you're comfortable with, 
by actually taking control of your breathing and being conscious about it and going down to that more or less that rate, you will have around six breaths per minute, which is a fantastic place for your body to go into a relaxation response and starting to take care of you while you are fasting. So what do we say, guys? We want people to share this wildly, don't we? Absolutely. Please, if you uh, found anything, even one item of it that was beneficial for you, hopefully it will be beneficial for others too. Check uh, out our other podcasts of the series and uh, please do share it and um, stay blessed. Stay well. Yeah. Bless you all and uh, keep breathing. Keep tapping. Tap on your chest if you haven't seen the other kind of tapping and share with others because we need this um, too much tension is building up in many homes and communities yeah but we're gonna stay calm because you listen to us exactly <laughs> take care